things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week 15 edition of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. Packers lose at home to the Buccaneers 20 to 34. Yeah, this was a weird game. That was a weird game. We fall to six and eight. Playoff hopes are getting pretty dim all of a sudden. We had a good run there. We had like three games we felt on top of the world. Now we're we're back to reality. It's um uh, you know, I I I watched the um excuse me, I, it's the highlights from the game. And it through YouTube TV, they I think they pretty much do every drive or any drive that had anything decent on it. Um to me this was um a case of Jordan Love having some issues again, missing some players, taking some sacks, um, fumble, but the defense was just atrocious. It was just I, I would put most of this on the defense. We did move the ball quite a bit. Love had 284 yards. You know, we had Aaron Jones back. He didn't do a ton because we were throwing the ball a lot. He had 13 carries, 53 yards. But, I mean, I I usually come up with a title for the episode after we record based on what we talked about. Pretty sure I got this one locked down already. Oh, yeah? Bleeding green and gold, week 15. Joe Barry's seat is hot. (laughs) <laughs> because at, yeah, I, mean, I mean after I know a lot this of people, what can you do a lot of people were hoping he would get uh, let go on, on Monday especially after what happened in uh, Los Angeles with the Chargers where they just got trounced by um, the Raiders and fired their GM and coach it's like okay we're giving up on the year we're just gonna try and try it again yeah might be because we still have playoff hopes if we went out here uh, who knows? But I mean, we're, we make backup quarterbacks like we pretty much give them contracts. Well, this is they the get first a highlight time, reel out of playing us. Mayfield, first time in Lambeau history, the opposing quarterback had a perfect passer rating. So I was going to say completed 22 of 28 for 381 yards and four touchdowns. And not only that, it's Baker Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Tom Brady came into Lambeau and lit it up. It's Baker Mayfield on what is probably his 17th team now. I I think he's got one more and he's hit all 32. There you go. And, oh, gosh, it was just, I mean, we made Tommy DeVito look great. Uh, we, We've had multiple backups this year that we've gone against and they just shine against us. And I think a big part of it is the way Joe Barry plays. I read um, something about it. It wasn't on the athletic, 
because I'm not rich, but it was quotes people pulled from The Athletic and posted online and talking about how his whole strategy when he calls defense is around stopping elite quarterbacks from doing what they normally do, you know, kind of just providing solid coverage, making them slow down, go through their progressions, things like that. Mm-hmm. Which, yes, that might stop an elite quarterback from hitting 300 yards, but that's exactly what a non-elite quarterback, like a backup, wants. You know, they want soft coverage. They want to have to go through their reads. It's basically what sets up a below-average quarterback to have a great game. Well, and that's I mean, not going to win you a Super they, Bowl. They got the. They can just keep dumping it off, dumping it off. Every once in a while, they throw up. The only time I, it seemed like they threw it long is if it was second or third and long. Because, and they completed gosh, it. Sometimes it was crazy the amount of yards they got, and we just keep playing it the same way. Mm-hmm. They completed a lot of second and longs and a lot of third and longs in this game. And did did you see uh, anything about the Joe Barry addressing the defense the other day? We're recording no. this on Tuesday the 19th. Apparently, uh, obviously, there's some pressure around him, and he went in and told them that they made uh, they took too many risks trying to make explosive plays, and explosive plays lose you football games. He he is as conservative as it comes on defense. Well, well, and boy, I, I mean, it. when's the last time we won the Super Bowl? When we led the league in defensive explosive plays and turnovers interceptions with Dom capers we blitzed a ton it's like those are the games that turn or those are the plays that turn the game on its head you know whoever wins the turnover battle has a really good chance of winning the game i agree well again we lost 20 to 34 but it could have been at least one more touchdown excuse me just one second Mm -hmm. and okay you you because the running back got loose and at the end of the game, it decided to lay down at the 11-yard line so that it would eat up all the time. Otherwise, he was straight He's my in. fantasy running back. <laughs> Come on. Um, but it just it, it, it was just bad. Bad, 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 bad. I mean, I, we can go through the numbers and stuff like that. But, I mean, the first the first drive looked good and, until it didn't. You know, when they, they they right on the goal line, they do three play calls up the gut. And then on fourth down, you throw it, and again, it wasn't even close. I mean, it could have been a great call, but you got to be able to execute it. Mm-hmm. Five sacks on Baker Mayfield does not feel correct. Well, that's the only thing I felt was going good on the defense. I mean, when we got to him those times, yes. But when we didn't get to him, we didn't get close. He had a ton of time. He could yeah. have had a tea party behind the line of scrimmage and done the dishes, and then thrown the ball. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Well, like I said, um, they didn't get that fourth down call, but luckily um, they didn't get the touchdown on fourth and goal. But they, um, Mayfield fumbled right near the goal line, and then we were able to execute on that. But yeah, it just, uh, just we could not get all facets going. Um, no, not at all. I just so much to be disappointed about with the I mean overall I was I was fine with the offense. I think we could have scored more than 20 points if a few things had gone our way. Um and we moved the ball well. 
I, I was happy with a lot of the throws, things like that. It was just, I don't know, we couldn't, couldn't stop a pass for anything. We gave up 22 completions for 384 yards. That's not a ton of completions to have almost 400 yards. Yeah. And four touchdowns. Right. Um, they had I, how, many, how many running yards? A couple hundred. Yeah. Yeah, they, they uh, let me see, they hit, doo, doo, doo. they hit 99 rushing yards. That's it. I thought, I thought I heard, maybe it was total yards um, that he got. Uh, uh, one thing I, so I saw that this was rated with like DVOA and stuff as the worst defensive performance of the season. <laughs> but if you look at just the pass coverage, it's the worst coverage performance in about four years in the NFL. Wow. Wow. Well, if, well, how do you keep your job after that? I know. I mean, he's got pictures on somebody. I don't know. And it's it's not a fluke. This is not a one-time thing. And, you know, we, we brought in a guy who won three games in his two seasons as defensive coordinator, and we're wondering what's going on. Well, we're not wondering. Packer fans aren't wondering. Well, they... The one thing that drove me nuts on the offense was the two delay of game penalties before the half. I mean, we're we're at midfield. We we could still score something, and then we have two delay of games that we have to punt. It's like, really, you're at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was tough. Um, and especially at that point, it's we're only down by a field goal. So the the game's still very much in our reach. You got to kind of put the pedal down and those are just, you know, I want to say it's a young offense, young quarterback, the type of mistakes you see, but how long have we seen that with Rogers, his whole career, just winding the clock down as far as possible. But then when some, any little glitch goes wrong, you don't have any time left. Yeah. And and that goes back to coaching. I mean, this isn't Rogers. Now you tell Jordan, don't do that. We need to get the play in. Mm And that, um, that was also with McCarthy, not just LaFleur as coach. So um, something that, going on. That drive by Tampa Bay before the half, they only got three points, but man, their ability to drive down on, we talked about it a little bit, the second and third and long was just horrible. They We had them back. All they had to do was stop them. And then, but that mm-hmm. was it pretty much for the whole game. Every time, you know, we stop them, we stop them, and now they got third and 18, and they get 24. Well, I mean, we're basically defending. One, we wouldn't play man coverage almost the whole game. It's like he's afraid to play any kind of man coverage, which you do when you have completely no faith in your players on defense, which I don't know why we wouldn't. They, you know, seems like we have a lot of talent there. Um, But then also playing soft coverage further back in the defense so that they can't beat us over the top. Mm-hmm. Which means you have about 20 yards to throw it wherever you want Yeah, as a quarterback. And a lot of the completions that we were seeing were the guys with, to receivers with no one within 5, 10 yards of them. Easy. When he caught the ball. Easy. Yeah. Fun yeah, game if you're a Buccaneers fan. But let me just put one positive out there. That touchdown to... Jaden Reed was crazy good. I don't know how they squeezed it in there, but mm-hmm. um, there was some good plays on offense, but we just couldn't stop Tampa's offense. We just and, couldn't catch them. And that's really why I'm not all that down on the 
offense on the Packers side. I mean, we got how many rookies out there? Uh, and just they looked good. We had Dontavian Wicks with a big game, uh, six catches, 97 yards. And we had, I mean, him, Jaden Reed, Tucker Craft at tight end, Malik Heath, all rookies combined for 19 catches, 235 yards, two touchdowns. Jordan Love had a 79% completion rating and averaged almost 10 yards an attempt. So it when he's targeting those rookies, it's hard to get too frustrated at that when you're looking at it as how young they are and what could be ahead of us. Um, but we need to do something as far as like, you, you can't beat a team that scored 34 points and should have probably scored more on you. Yeah. Yeah. How long did we talk about that with Rogers? Like we'd be winning all these games if we could hold a team to 20 points. Because <laughs> we yeah. always score more. Yeah, but I don't know. I I mean, I think we probably groveled enough here for uh, for the loss of the game. But I agree that there's some um, some positives on the offense, and <clears throat> I worry about the defense. The, the defense looked off, and I don't know if that's from the speech that you gave. You said that he gave um, to the players, and they're just looking at it, going. So we're just going to keep doing the same thing. Yay. That that was after the game. That was just like the other day. Okay. okay. Um, did you see Quay Walker's comments? Or no, sorry, Campbell's? Was it he's not going to play hurt anymore or something? Yeah, that why, why go out of his way to try as hard as he can? Why go out of his way to play hurt when any little mistake gets blamed on the player? Which, who's blaming the player? For For one, though... He did have a pretty bad game, Devondre Campbell. He he looked lost at a lot of points in that game. So who knows? Maybe he's playing hurt. Maybe he's playing concussed because that would explain why he's running in the directions he was running. <laughs> but, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, um, Jonathan <clears throat> Owens seemed to have a decent game, or at least his name was coming up a lot. He was all over the place. Inigbari, um did pretty well when he was in there. He only played 25 snaps, um, but he had a sack, strip, and recovery. Um, yeah, overall, that that might be our only player that was rated. I'm, I'm looking at our player ratings, DVOA mm-hmm. ratings. Enigbari got a 90.7 out of 100. You're down the list. The next highest is TJ Slayton at 69 out of 100. That's not a good rating. <laughs> no. No, I, I'm trying to find something I looked at earlier, but I'm not having much Quay luck. Walker had a rating of 29.5. Mm. Missed a tackle, graded very poorly against the run, and gave up four catches for 69 yards and a touchdown in coverage. That's, that is an insanely low rating, especially from a guy who normally is Doing pretty good out there. So just overall, you know, I think it's how soft we were playing that when you have your safeties and corners playing so far back and you have this huge 20-yard gap in the field that they can throw in, you're leaving a lot for your linebackers to do. Yeah. Yeah, and they could see. I mean, it was pretty evident in the first half. We can't keep up. We got to change something up here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw the, uh, the Buccaneers had only two contested catch opportunities and gained 182 yards after the catch. None <laughs> of Mayfield's 22 completions were considered contested. Well, they averaged 8.3 yards after catch per completion. I've been very happy the first half of this season with our tackling. It felt like they were flying in there, wrapping up, you know, a bunch of good tackles, trying to kind of, you know, fly to the ball. We've talked about that, you know, just that energy, multiple guys going to the ball. That was not there this game. It does feel like this defense has kind of given up at at points, and they're just frustrated because, like, you had a lot of guys just throwing an arm out there, not wanting to actually hit the guy or guys less than five yards away watching the play develop. They're like, oh, I'm not in the play. And it's like, man, that is not what we saw from much of the season so far no. on defense. No, but, you know, it's going to be really telling coming up next. We got um, Carolina and that juggernaut Panther team who are, um, what are they now, two and nine, I think. Two and twelve. Oh, I thought they got a second win, huh? I thought they had. <laughs> yeah, only they one beat win. the Falcons nine to seven this weekend. Ooh, just a good old fashioned barn burner. You so, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Do you want a silver lining on the game? Are you asking me? Do I want to hear something from you? That's the silver lining. Who else is going to tell you? Well, I thought maybe you were going to give me like a prognostication of silver lining. (laughs) So as far as the silver lining, we had no penalties or missed tackles on special teams. Hmm. Hmm. And Anders Carl, I almost said Anders. Anders Carlson made all four of his kicks. He did. He did. Daniel Whelan had a punt inside the 20 yard line. So overall, not a bad special teams performance. No, it wasn't. The the loss is actually worse, though, because the Vikings lost to the Bengals. So we could have made up some ground on that one. Playing at home, you would thought we'd be pretty competitive against Tampa Bay. But uh, yeah, not this time. It's like you're just trying to hurt me. I was ignoring the whole Viking side of things. <laughs> yeah. Matt LaFleur said, I think it was on Monday, that... Uh, the defensive problems were a total lack of communication. With the front office on if they should fire Joe Barry? If it, it, it's Sean, it starts <laughs> with the head coach and then goes down from there. I, I was going to ask you, we're talking about Joe Barry a lot. How how hot do you see, do you think Matt LaFleur's seat is? You think he's safe this season because it's, it's just kind I of a give me season? I think it's accumulative. It's going to be this year, next year kind of thing. I don't think he's not at all. I don't think so. <clears throat> you? you uh, I think if we had an owner, he his seat would be heating up a bit. But because of the way Green Bay operates with their front office, he's he's probably fine. I think no matter what, like we could have had two or three wins this season. I think Matt LaFleur would be coming back because it's, a rebuilt season. Yeah, I agree. Do you think Joe Barry will be back? Not if you think he should, but do you think he will? Um, that would put Matt on a pretty hot seat. I think if you bring Joe back after all this, 
You're um, kind of tying your job to Joe right. Barry at right. that point. Yeah, your offense is coming around. It's doing good, but they can't get on the field because defense can't get off. And the worst part of it is Packer fans have watched how many drafts now with all this high draft capital going to elite defensive players. Mm-hmm. So we've put the investment into the defense. It's just not panning out. We don't yeah. have anyone, the right person at the wheel. And and I'm assuming that at Green Bay, the head coach pretty much calls the shots on who the coordinators are. And um, so that really puts a lot of pressure, I think, on the head coach picking a good defensive coordinator or getting rid of one that isn't and getting one that is because he's such an offensive mind. And he needs somebody to be a, a good defensive quarter in today's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we need a young guy. Like uh mean, mean like a former villain head coach for the Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> I was I was gonna say it rhymes with Lynn Jimmard. <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, no, that would be great. That would be uh where do you think we'd be at if we had hired him? I don't know. Um because he, he doesn't feels... have any pro experience. Now yeah. he is with somebody now. You looked that up a, a couple yeah, of Yeah, but ago. he's a he's like an analytics specialist, like uh he's like providing reports to the team. So I, I oh. feel like if he wants to be a coach again, he's available. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting because I'm sure Wisconsinites and across the world would love to have him there. But um, it's uh, I, I, that would be a leap. I think that would be a definite. You think leap. so? Why? We're the Packers. Who doesn't want to <laughs> coach the Packers? We. I want the best that we can get. I'm not sure he is the best we can get. Yeah, I don't want to so? be too heart thinking and not head thinking. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I wanted to see. Oh, I was trying to look at if there was like a ranking of the top available defensive coordinators, but it's it's all how the current ones are doing. Okay. Yeah, worth a shot. It's worth a shot. We'll find out in the off season, hopefully. All right, my good man. I don't have anything else about this game. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me see. We, I mean, we talked about the young receivers. I'm very, you know, every week I'm very big on them. Um, I think Dontavian Wicks is going to be a stud for us. Jaden Reed, Malik Heath are all going to be studs. Um, if they keep playing the way they are and also improving on top of it, Tucker Craft. Uh, I've been very happy with what we've seen from him. I don't, you know, if Musgrave hadn't gone down, I don't think we would have seen much at all of Kraft. So that might be another piece that we have in the future. Mm-hmm. It's nice that he's getting some game experience. Uh, let's Is see. Is uh, Musgrave the one that tried to jump over the defender? Uh, I'm not sure. He's the one whose kidney exploded. Well, who's the or, or so he, has, he hasn't played? No, who's the Kraft? Kraft. I think Kraft was the one that tried to jump over the defender. 
Yeah, and mm -hmm. took a shoulder slash helmet to the you know, oh yeah okay yeah I remember what you're talking about. Hey, I mean that's a high risk play. It's not like jumping over a hurdle. You jump over a person, they might stand up. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> your hurdle stationary. The person running at you <laughs> exactly. at you know thirty miles an hour. Yeah, that's uh, that was pretty wild. But there yeah, was. Shoot, I can't remember the game. There's a different game this weekend where one of the receivers jumped over two guys at the goal line and uh they showed the NFL like, you know, stats thing that they do now where uh -huh. he was fully horizontal, 6 feet above the ground. It's like that sh that's shouldn't be possible. <laughs> it is crazy. It is wild, man. Um okay. You done? I guess. I guess we're moving <laughs> I have nothing more. I'm waiting. So, if you have more, please so share. We're, we're six and eight. We're four and three at home. If we win out, that's nine and eight, right? Three games left. Mm -hmm. 17 game season now. We're nine and eight. I'd say we have an okay shot of making the playoffs with how weird much of the wild card race is right now with the <laughs> NFC, but I don't see us making a big playoff push at this point, even if we squeak in. You know, I was thinking about it, um, and for me, the the biggest reason, because I agree with you, that it'd probably be a pretty quick one and done if we're out of the playoffs. But for a young team, I think it's a good thing to do. I think it's to get that experience. And then if you do have a one and done, and you can just get more hungry for the next year. Yeah, if you have a one and done, or if you at least just have, like, beat the Panthers here, and then you have a couple meaningful games to finish the season. You know, like where mm -hmm. something's on the line, there's some pressure behind it. Even if they're not playoff, playoff games, then you have still that kind of playoff pressure that they have to right. deal with. So we'll, well see. I would hope they have that right now. <laughs> you would have thought the last couple of games. Yeah. We have to win another game if we don't want even more of these weird statistics. You, you know, they keep showing those stats of how close Love and Rogers' stats are yeah. in their first season. Rogers ended with six wins. In his first season, if Love does the same thing, we're just going to hear about it for so long. <laughs> Which I don't think, speaking of Rodgers, I don't think we'll see him again this year. There's been a lot of news about him coming back by Christmas, cleared, all this stuff. But I mean, they just got they got blown out 0-30 to 30 and are eliminated from the playoffs now. You'd be crazy to play him if you're the Jets. Well, you know, everybody has to play the game so we can sell newspapers and get eyeballs. Um, but when they started talking about, I'm not going to call myself out for it. It's like Rogers, if young Rogers had this happen, I could say maybe, maybe he can make it back. You know, he's got, he's got a long time to recoup, but that type of injury takes a long time to heal. And the fact that he is what he's close to 50 now. Um, he's 40. He, yeah, he is uh, it's going to take longer though. for him to recoup. And I agree with you. Why put him out there? There's no reason to, to risk it. He he could get hurt again. You won't have him next year. I was going to say, if you think he's coming back next year, you do not put him out there. But did you see that headline the other day that he was in playing with the the practice squad? I think it was, and that he was on defense and intercepted a pass. No, and I'm like, no, I'm like, know. what what are we doing now with the news? Like that's that's like when you <laughs> see these news headlines that like Kim Jong Un. You know, got a hole in one on every hole of the course. 
or <laughs> something like that. It's like, <laughs> no, he's not out there playing at cornerback, picking off passes. Just, just, if our listener doesn't know, that is the North Korean uh, dictator. Yeah, and apologies if, Kim, you're listening. We we uh, We are not doubting you. We don't doubt that your first time bowling, <laughs> you got a 300. Please do not put us on a list. All right, buddy. You got a game ball? I guess so. Why not? I... And now it's time for the game ball. This week's game ball goes to left tackle Rashid Walker. Oh. 26 pass blocking snaps, only allowed one pressure with a hit, and earned an elite pass or pass and run blocking grade of 90.7. Oh, nice. One of our biggest bright spots on the day. I would agree. Runner-up would have been Dontavian Wicks, the rookie phenom. Oh, man, he had some catches. He wow. did. He looks good. He looks like a... Just the way he moves and his route running, he looks like a young cop. And, he, and he's... He Which gets I think it. I said about Heath last week. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Maybe yeah. I miss Cobb. I miss well, those just... big eyes on the sideline. <laughs> and the big teeth. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they he um, he's made some great catches. They, a lot of those uh, receivers, I'm I'm pretty high up on them. I don't know if Watson's ever going to be able to put in a whole season, but um, <laughs> we got some good guys there. <clears throat> I did see an article uh, about a week ago that even though Watson's been hurt a lot, he's very much the leader in the receiving room and kind of the emotional leader as well, motivating guys, which has its value. Yeah, it sure does. Um, I All right. just lost what I was going to say. I apologize. Sounds good. Do you want to do picks? Sure. All right. So it's a dark and gloomy time in the land of bleeding green and gold. <laughs> um, let's see here. We uh, we what? went into last week, Mike plus three. Are you okay? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> Oh, I thought I thought there was like a medical emergency going on. Oh, it's here. a dark time, <laughs> giving you dark noises. Oh, <laughs> I was dialing nine one one. Let's see. You picked the Raiders to beat the Chargers that I got wrong. You picked the Bengals to beat the Vikings that I got wrong, and you picked the Ravens to beat the Jaguars that I got wrong. Everything else we agreed on, which means you went from Mike plus. Three to Mike plus six. In the course of like come in towards two or three end. weeks. Yeah, you've really pulled away. Um, <laughs> I'll let you sweep up the other games, but luckily we do have a lot to pick from for this next week with primetime games. Yeah, we do because I'm, of the I might holiday. be catching up. Just a second. Um Vikings lost to the Bengals, as Sean said, 27-24. Um oh, that that game, in case you didn't hear it. The Raiders over the Chargers in Vegas, 63 to 21. And they just kind of clean house. The owner said, done. I'm done. I'm sick of this. Uh, but see. I mean, they got destroyed. Yeah, it was they did. A, about as ugly 
of a game as I've seen in a while. And it was prime time. You can hide on noon on Sunday and maybe keep your job. But Thursday night football, that happens. Even though all the old people don't have Amazon to watch the game, enough people see what happens. Hey, some of us do. Hey, just be lucky I wasn't counting you as old. Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, surprise. um, I didn't expect the Lions to beat up on the Broncos. The Broncos are kind of schizophrenic this year. Uh, They lost 42-17 to in Detroit. Told you about the Panthers over the Falcons, who we take on next. And it was the Bears. Excuse me. I got a a couple of shots here this week, and I think I got a little... Uh, cold coming on, but Browns over the Bears, twenty to seventeen, and it seems like a lot of those Bears losses this year are just within three points. Um, mm-hmm. And as Sean mentioned, the uh, the Dolphins blanked the Jets in Miami, thirty to zero. Right. Thirty to zero. I think that's about it. Nice to see that the Patriots were able to put 17 on the board, but it wasn't enough. That's better than what they've been doing. Mm -hmm. Chiefs did kind of right the ship against the Pats there. I was going to mention that. Um, The other ones I was thinking you were going to bring up was one, 49ers look like world beaters ever since they had that three-game losing streak. Outside of that, they're just, who would want to play them right now? Um, And then Bills with a big win. They've been very up and down this season. No one knows what to expect from them, but 31 to 10 over the Cowboys. Cowboys are still only at one win on the season against a team with a winning record. Yeah, they um and then you had the Eagles losing to Seattle last night, Monday night football, 20 to 17. So if they would have won, they were able to get a little gap between them and the Eagles. Did not happen. <laughs> All, All right. right. You ready? We got a Big pick'em coming up here. We have Mike plus six going into week 16's games. Bunch of games starting out with Thursday night football, Saints at Rams. That's good. That's a hard one to pick. Yeah. You don't want to pick with, either team. I'll go with the home team is Saints like, or they probably like have similar records. Oh, they're both seven and seven. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Uh, I thought you said Saints. You said Rams? I'm pretty sure I said Rams. All right. I guess I'll go Saints. That's kind of a coin toss, and I need to make up some ground. <laughs> Bills at Chargers. Um, I skipped. I guess we could do the 330 game. But now we're skipping. Nah, we have too many games game. to pick. Yeah. Saturday night football. Bills at Chargers. Bills. Bills, he says. I will also take the Bills. And then we move on to Sunday noon game, Central Time. Lions travel to Minneapolis to take on the Vikings. Hmm. This could be an interesting game. I um, think so. Vikings really have to win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, At home. Yep. So I'm going to go with the Lions. <laughs> Man, when have you picked an underdog this year? I'm sorry? When have you picked an underdog this year? Oh, I've, I've, you don't even remember. I do it so often. Oh, I don't know. Packers at Panthers, noon game. Um, gotta go with Pack. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Pick the Panthers? (laughs) 
Oh, uh, gosh. Cardinals at the Bears, a 325 central game. Well, it, it depends who wants to have a better pick. Because you got the Cardinals at 3 and 11, Bears are at 5 and 9. Bears have actually been playing a little bit better. I um, thought they do better this last week than they did. Um, their defense has looked really good. Uh, I'll go with the Bears. All right. I will as well. Patriots. Travel Sunday night to take on the Broncos. Broncos. Could be a fun game. Could be. Probably won't be. Well, it depends. <laughs> depends. I'll take I'll take the Broncos Patriots show up. There you go. All right. And then we're moving on to Monday, Christmas Day, noon. The Raiders take on the Chiefs. Oh, you want to do the noon games? Okay. I, um, I was just gonna do all the Christmas ones. Since everyone Chiefs. watches them back to back to back, Chiefs. That's usually a pretty fun game. They don't like each other, so. Um, but I'll go with the Chiefs. <clears throat> I'm gonna go the upset. Give me the Raiders. The the Devantes, as they call them nowadays. And then we have three thirty on Christmas. Giants traveling to Philly to take on the Eagles. Eagles. You sure? You sure? What what if uh? Tommy Cutlets is back. Eagles. <laughs> All right. I'll take the Eagles. And then we have the last game of our pick'em. Monday night, Christmas night, Ravens at 49ers. Probably the best matchup of the week. I was kind of looking into this one. <clears throat> and um, let's see. Are you on the NFL.com website? I'm on the Google.com website. Okay. Mother Google. But there, if you click on the games coming up, like by where the team names are, they give you game info, like um, the offense. The Ravens are fifth in the league. 49ers are second. <clears throat> Defense, Ravens second. 49ers ninth. Passing, mm -hmm. you know the Ravens are more of a running game. Um, passing, they're 20th. 49ers are second. And in rushing, it's First and third, Ravens first. So it it could be. It's a like they're playing game. a different game than us. What's that? <laughs> I was just thinking, like you're listing all these stats. I've watched a lot of 49ers football this year. I watched a few games from the Ravens. As it's like they're playing a different game than I the agree. Packers. <laughs> I agree. Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers. All right. I, it's really a toss-up. I'll go Ravens. I would have gone 49ers, but I need to make up some ground. So I still think see. the Ravens, they, that defense, they might just be able to create enough havoc. I think so. maybe, but I mean, you have so many weapons for the 49ers on offense. Mm -hmm. With Debo Samuel, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy's having such a good year. It's I don't know how you stop them, even with the Ravens' defense. Well, but I'll take the Ravens in case, so I have some some semblance of hope in this last is, few uh, weeks. Who's your favorite uh, New York Giants quarterback? What? Tommy. Tommy Cutlets. No. Tommy Colcuts. No. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. That's it. Playing silly. Um, did you hear what happened with uh, his agent 
you and I were cracking jokes about his agent and um, how he looked like he should be on The Sopranos. And his agent, <clears throat> they had a, had a pizzeria that agreed to do an appearance for Tommy. And he said, 10 grand, 250 autographs. And I don't, and I can't remember. Oh, two hours. And so after the Packer win, he texts the, the pizzeria and says, price went up 20 grand. <laughs> and so the pizzeria put it up on social media and said, um, you know, we're all Italian here and we appreciate people that stick to the word. No, it's not happening. Sorry to put anybody out. It's like kind of a low ball thing to do. Well, then he also got hurt the next week. He's, but Did he? so his stock might have, yeah, he didn't play last week. I did not know that. No, he didn't play this last game against the e or not the Eagles. Uh, that's their upcoming game. Who did they play? They had the the Saints. He did not play against the Saints. Okay. Uh, All right. Or yes, he did. Ah, uh, who knows what's going on? Maybe he was bad. <laughs> but who knows what's ten, going on? Ten, if it's news to you, it's news to us. If it's not the Packers, it's all a little foggy for us. Leading, greeting, um, gold, cutting edge. Exactly. Hey, ten, uh, ten grand feels like a lot to ask of a pizzeria to begin yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, but the I the, guess a uh, New York pizzeria publicity, and you know that you're gonna hopefully recoup double that in New York. That's probably your monthly rent on your shop. Well, that's like if you sign up for the uh, pizza of the month club, it's ten grand a month. Ten grand a month. You get a slice a day. That's right. All right. All right how so you how you feeling? Feeling a little under the weather today. I got, uh, but uh, that's not what you meant, right? Um, no, we don't care uh, about that. How am I feeling about the Packers? Just like we described it during the podcast, I I just uh, really disappointed in the defense. I hate to see players that are just kind of saying, "I don't want to play anymore for this team." Um, I see some positives still in the offense. That's how I feel. I I be I'll be bummed if we lose to Carolina. No, I w I will be too. But hey, look on the bright side. Two seasons from now, we're winning the Super Bowl. That's what I heard a couple of times. Yeah, it's it's happening. Next how year, I you? think it'll be a good fun year. But uh, after that, next season, we're for sure winning it all. We're going all the way. How are you feeling? Uh. Not too bad. I feel like this is what I expected from the season where we are right now. The three-game stretch where we were kind of lighting it up, turning things around, kind of shifted my perspective and my expectations. But I'm back to where I kind of started the season. So I, I never thought this would... like. I thought making the wild card round would be a huge success, but I didn't expect it. And it seems like we're probably going to fall a little short of making the wild card round. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, about about what I expected. Okay. All right, Groovy. All right. But on other news, the love train moves on to the semifinals of the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> um, you uh, you say hi to you and yours, and I look forward to seeing you guys over uh, next weekend. Sounds good. Thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate you sticking with us through a topsy-turvy, turbulent season. But as always, we love the Packers. 
you know, best fan base there is. And we're glad that you're with us. Join us on the Bleeding Green and Gold Facebook group. Thank you to the listeners that joined last week. I saw a few of you were waiting a couple weeks to be admitted in the group. It's a weird page to find. Oh, so it is. You are now in. <laughs> Thanks for your patience. Exactly. All right. Until next week, go. Pack. Go! Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go!